everybody, I'm Andrew Levine, the CEO of Coinos Group, and in today's episode of the Coinos Group podcast, I'm really excited to be interviewing Julian from Unify Protocol. He's the CEO of Unify, uh, which is a protocol that's aiming to unite blockchains through decentralized finance. So Julian, could you start out by telling us a little bit about yourself and how you came to be working on Unify? Been in the crypto space now for uh, for quite some time, but formally started Sesame Seed in early 2018. And basically, we uh, uh, when we started getting into uh, launching the organization, we basically put up uh, a Reddit post, a Reddit post on uh, forming a community around decentralized governance, basically uh, encouraging the community uh, to vote and participate in governance. And, and we kicked it off from there. And just, just that Reddit post alone turned into a, a pretty sizable community. And uh, that community evolved over time to incorporate uh, uh, Ontology, Harmony, Tron, uh, and Icon. And uh, finally, just over the, over the time of span of doing that, we accumulated more development resources, uh, more community resources, more volunteers and, and et cetera. And having, having never raised funds, having never sold a token uh, until late of 2020, we found ourselves in a very unique position in the DeFi space. We, we essentially had built a lot of the tools and functionality that was necessary to build this, uh, this cross-chain uh, AMM. And we just formalized that into Unify in late 2020. So that's, that's kind of how we, how we got our start uh, into the DeFi space. And uh, since then, we've deployed on several more chains and we're now on uh, uh, Ontology, Harmony, uh, Icon, Iotex, Finance, Smart Chain, Tron, uh, Ethereum, with several others being worked on, and our it's our intent to continue that that same level of expansion. Okay, so I guess you kind of explained what Unify is as a cross-chain AMM, AMM automated market maker. Uh, could you go into a little more detail about that? Maybe talk about what makes Unify different than say a more well-known um, AMM like Uniswap? Yeah, sure. So we, uh, we actually took a look back at the original uh, Bancor documentation from 2014 when, when we first got into this. And we built that out into a very early version of this on, on, on Ontology in, 20, oof, in 2019. And basically what that was, was that was our first, uh, our first interpretation of that, which was very much similar to what Uniswap did. And when we came into 2020, we started looking at, oh, at okay, well, we're building on some of these lower cost blockchains. We don't need to worry uh, as much uh, uh, about gas fees and things like that. What, what kind of features can we build in? What kind of unique things can we do that, that basically take Uniswap and make it uh, make it so we can reward liquidity providers in a uh, more interesting way. Uh, what can we do to make sure that those rewards are more sustainable uh, over time? And those are the changes that we started to make. So when you take a look at how we operate, we're actually uh, providing liquidity providers uh, rewards during every transaction that, that occurs. So you're accumulating a share of the transaction fees 
within every transaction. Uh, and the other thing that's kind of interesting about that is the reward that you're receiving is in this up token, which is essentially a 100% reserved token that's backed by all of the rewards that are earned through the AMM. So it's a token that's minted every transaction uh, that, that occurs, you know, buy, sell, transfer. And what happens is that token is distributed to, li to liquidity providers and can be redeemed for the native currency. If that's on Binance, that's BNB. If it's on Tron, it's Tron, ETH, ETH et cetera. And it's interesting because we've applied a price discovery algorithm to that token itself. So what that means is over time, uh, the, the backing, the tokens that the native currency that backs that up token goes up over time. Does this have anything to do with impermanent loss? I think impermanent loss is really interesting because it's, it's a problem that I don't think I've seen a solid solution to. A lot of the solutions that I've seen are, let's just mint a valueless currency and throw it at our liquidity providers and hope that the value of that is more than any impermanent loss they could suffer. And that's been that's been the solution. And so people have taken have minted valueless tokens and they've and they've done this and it's worked. It's 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 worked when it's working, I should say. The problem is right. it's, it's worked it's, up until it stopped working. <laughs> the classic exactly. crypto solution. <laughs> exactly. And and so we we kind of mimic that to some extent, but instead of it being a valueless token, we're provide we're we're basically throwing up at the users. And like I said, the the up has a floor, it has a minimum redeemable value and that minimum value goes up over time. So currently I think one up on Binance Smart Chain can be redeemed for something like seven plus BS, uh, uh, BNB tokens, or whereas it started at one to one. So you're receiving this token as a reward that can kind of cover your permanent loss, but then you're, you're constantly considering, okay, uh, what if that market crashes? Well, what if there's an issue and there's there's a huge run on that token? And for and for for us, we still see some of that, but it's 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 buffered because there's a minimum redeemable value. And so, if there is a run on the token, it's never going to run below seven point whatever because you could burn it and get that much. So, if you participated over time. And the longer you've participated within that that pool, the uh, the more sustainable your gains are. That's kind of the intent that we had behind it. So, does it fix the problem? No, absolutely not. But does it kind of um, buffer that and provide some level of insurance? I, I, I tend to think so. Now, impermanent loss goes way up from there when you start looking at like some of the more advanced. AMM functionalities like multiple reserve currencies, which are super interesting. And I don't think that anybody is doing, ah, the balancer to some extent is doing. Um, that's where it gets super interesting. And you have really cool games that can be played with impermanent loss. And if you were to take the balancer concept of the of the old 2014 Bancor papers and take that to the extreme, it puts you in a position where you, you, you probably could overcome impermanent loss as long as you were willing to accept other currencies. The ways that we typically solve problems like this are often, often share a lot of the characteristics that you mentioned. First of all, introducing some kind of buffer, like, you know, uh, 
it's very commonly is the 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 best solution. You're you're introducing some kind of barrier, and typically it enables the the agents within the system to respond to some kind of event. And so you're not getting rid of the phenomena, but you're giving the 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 agents or the actors an opportunity to to respond. And the second way is kind of leaning into the phenomena and figuring out how you can use it within the system to the advantage. There's there, there's always these things that are like traits of the system and to you, you don't want to try to eliminate a trait um, because you risk kind of eliminating the system itself. But I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. I think I think I'd like to go back and, and talk a little bit about your background and how you came to be working on this project. What motivates you to work on this project? Why do you care about, about this issue? Who are you? Yeah, so like I said, I, uh, up until 2018, I was, uh, I was actually an executive in uh, the pharmaceutical manufacturing space. So actual making tablets, capsules, like encapsulation, that kind of thing, like actually in manufacturing. Uh, so I was doing that until I, I published this Reddit post that was pretty successful and got a lot of attention. And, we, we, you know, the space that I was in was kind of a, it was, you know, it's FDA, um, you know, regulated. And it's, it's the kind of space where innovation is encouraged, but it's, it's challenging to innovate. And so you see these opportunities for, for efficiency improvement and, and ways to, be, to benefit people, but there's so much pressure against it. There's like no, no real ability to kind of expand on that. So after I published this Reddit post, I was just, I was just looking at the community's response and I was thinking, wow, there's like, there's, there's so much that can be done here. There's so much, there's so much that you could do here to kind of like ex expand and open up the possibilities of, you know, governance specifically, that, that was my focus and rewarding a community uh, or incentivizing community building. And so I just, I, uh, I, I had that post up uh, and within three months I had quit my job and, you know, uh, I was doing this full time. We had, uh, we, like I said, we didn't, we didn't raise money. We uh, didn't sell tokens and uh, we just started a volunteer team and, and we, we just kind of all really committed to it and, and, and put in a ton of time and, and, and built, built this thing over the past few years. So when, when you look at my team today, my entire team is actually made up of people that I met on mostly Telegram and Reddit. Uh, the closest team, team member to me uh, today is like 400 miles away or more. And, and none of them did I know before this. So we're, we're, we're a pretty decentralized team and, and, and that's where, where we found our success, you know, incorporating these Kind of different ideas, really uh, listening and advocating for, for the community over time, and and building in that direction. And uh, we started seeing, you know, we saw some some success here and there as we were able to operate more nodes on additional networks, uh, building out uh, uh, cross chain swaps and things like that. Those were all great. But uh, after we started really putting some effort behind smart contract development. Uh, cross-chain, DeFi, that kind of space, 
that's when things really took off and we saw we were listed on Binance last year and, 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 and things went, went up from there. So it was great because I was able to go to my team who was basically all volunteer until that point and say, hey, um, let's do it full time. And, and you've got this team here where everything we've done today has been built in-house, built, designed, developed in-house from the ground up. And when you take that team that's been volunteer for years and you put them you know, full-time on a concept, we, we were able to roll out you know, blockchains very, very quickly, uh, develop uh, some new innovations very, very quickly. And that's, that's, that's been our success. And that's, what, that's what's so motivating here is now we kind of, not only can we keep doing what we wanted to do, but we're, we're incentivized to do that. We're incentivized to continue along this uh, community governance path. That's super interesting. I didn't realize how quickly, like you told me the story, but I didn't realize how quickly you went from being that executive, making that post, and then starting down that path. Um, that's, that's pretty interesting. And yeah, that's, I, there's so many parallels between our projects, but I guess in, in short, one of the things I love about crypto is how quickly things move, uh, how quickly you can find like-minded people and begin working together uh, on some kind of project. And uh, having worked with these people for so long, I mean, I view that as one of the kind of killer features of, of Coinos Group isn't the technology, it's that we have all of this experience working together. We know we can ship. When you start a new team, when you start a new project, you really don't know whether it's gonna succeed, whether you will be able to ship anything. And, and I think that that's one of the reasons why we see so many failures in the space, why we see so many people come out and be like, we're gonna do amazing things. We have this person from Harvard and we have this person from, Yeah, know. dude, exactly. And there's, it's so weird because there's like this uh, ego of the industry of, oh, I fixed it. I solved staking. This is it. That's final. Dow done. It never goes up from here. But you take a look back and the industry is what? Like, if I said it's five years, I think I'm being generous. And it's like, you're going <laughs> to develop a, a permanent uh, structure within this industry after, after a few years that's going to last forever? I, I don't think so. You've, you've got to have a team that, that you know and is, is flexible and capable of seeing these things coming down the road and like has the foresight to go, ooh, let's steer into that. Let's, let's steer into that direction and make sure that we're like ready to kind of take that on. And those are the teams that are going to kill it. You know, those are the teams that are really going to be successful. Yeah. And the teams that start as volunteers, to your point, like we volunteered the last year of our lives to coin us. That's a great way of filtering out people who aren't in it for the right reasons, who aren't truly passionate about the solution and who aren't willing to do everything within their power to make it happen. So, okay, let's, let's move on. Um, you talked about incentives. You said you guys are incentivized to make this project work and make this project successful. Uh, I hear incentives, I think money, I think mm -hmm. payment. What are, how are they incentivized? How are you incentivized? 
I think my team sees it the same way that I do. That I have no idea. But anyways, uh, I've I, been there, from, man. I say that from, I have to give that disclaimer all the time. <laughs> but but from my perspective, uh, this industry is brand new. It is so new. It's like, you know, I would say like there, there are so many uh, industries that are considered new that are much, much, much older than this one. And I think that uh, it's, you can look at a lot of and you know, the dot-com boom and, and kind of see what happened. And a lot of companies uh, shot up and became huge and disappeared very quickly. But I think that what happened is during that boom, that's when people, that's when a few people really established themselves and, and took a more conservative approach and really nailed down themselves as like, boom, we're like a staple within this uh, industry. And, and I don't think that we've done, we've done that but I think that that's what we want to do. And I think that that's really what, what the team wants. You know, the team wants to go, okay, like there's a bit of a boom going on now. I want to make it so we're here. Like I, wanna, I want us to be like established. So the incentive is that we leave this boom. And when, when, when you know, in a few years, when this becomes a, a, a more, uh, mature industry, uh, we've established ourselves. And so the incentive is being uh, an industry leader. The, the, the incentive that we have here or the opportunity that's in front of us if we do things right is to be an industry leader. If we make the right steps, uh, we have the right foresight, we invest in uh, infrastructure, we're conservative uh, enough and we focus on our team and community and our uh, our core tenants, I think we we can establish ourselves as that, and and that's that's constantly what we're discussing. So, you know, the pro the product itself uh, constantly evolves and 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 constantly grows and matures and and has. But I think that that, that at the end of the day, we're we're trying to evolve with the industry, you know, and 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 that's probably the incentive that I see. It's just so strongly paralleled in what we're doing. The way that I, first of all, I agree with everything you said, the newness of the industry, the way that I think about it uh, and the way that we think about Coinos Group, and I could make the same disclaimer that it's how I think about it and it's how I think my teammates think about it, is that there, if we want blockchain to be super successful, to be this dominant new computing paradigm that is infiltrating kind of every application that people are using, then you're going to need great companies. And where are the great companies? They're speaking to the newness of it. How do you know how new it is? Well, ask yourself, how many great companies are there? How many big companies that produce great products, that people love using, you know, say what you will about Google, Amazon, Twitter, Facebook. They are big companies. They are, they have thousands of people working for them. And I think it's fair to even say that they're great companies. You might not agree with their business model and things like that, but these are great companies. And we need, if we want to displace those companies, if you truly don't like those companies, then what you need to do is create bigger, better companies that are, that are blockchain native. And so I feel like I, I totally get what you're saying. There's a, there is a huge opportunity for, I mean, let's say there's going to be five to 10 many multi-billion dollar business uh, companies 
uh, created on uh, in the blockchain space that, that haven't been created yet. And we're not talking about companies that are just funded through an ICO. Like Block One is a very well capitalized company, but is it a, a great company? So my question to you is, your incentive is you want to build a great company. Totally get that. I see the opportunity. I see the market opportunity. So does that mean you have plans to make fiat revenue? So do you mean actual income in fiat? If you're going to build a great company, if you're going to pay you're all to, these right? engineers, how, how are you going to make that happen? You're, you're going to have to at some point, right? Either that or you're going to have to have uh, a more stable way to convert um, you know, crypto into fiat. And that's, that's kind of that, that's kind of a tough one, right? And when I, when I take a look at where we're investing right now, right, we're investing in, uh, in the team, and we're investing in infrastructure. And what that means is legal, uh, regulatory accounting, tax, that stuff, the stuff that's like, like, the stuff that's like, not fun, the vanilla stuff, you know, the, but those are the things that that count and matter. And when you start looking at US regulatory agencies, uh, we want to be like, like refer, we, we want to be a point of reference. Like we want a regulator to say, hey, do what these guys did. Like do that. That's who we want to be. And so that's where we're, in, where we're investing. And I, I think that it is possible to see uh, fiat revenue in the future. Uh, that's definitely something that can come, but I think that we're going to have to see uh, some further evolution of the space. I think that I think that there's just some time time to do that, and 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 this all comes down to how we're preparing ourselves. And you know, it's it's pretty simple to go on out there and you know fork existing projects and and concepts and just and just build those. But I think that you know doing things. Uh, doing things yourself and trying to innovate yourself and, 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 and taking time to invest in that direction as well as in the regulatory side of things that 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 really builds the opportunity uh, for the potential success. You know, people that are just, you know, out there trying to, you know, run these more these more anonymous style businesses, you know, there's there's there there's certainly a there's certainly a place for that. But I don't think uh, that those are the kind of businesses that are planning, you know, five, you know, 10 or more years out, because how could they be? How could they be interacting uh, with regulatory agencies, uh, you know, properly? Yeah, I don't know how people use decentralized solutions where they don't know the people behind them. The very fact that they're decentralized, the very fact that there's all this uh, opacity uh, within the system to me means I want to know more about the team. I want to know more about what motivates them. So, so if I'm a user, why should I consider using Unify? What makes you guys special beyond what you've, you've already said, cross chain? Um, who's your ideal customer user? You know, that's, that's a good one. I think that we like to say that our ideal customer is our people that are new entrants to the space, maybe, uh, maybe less informed. Um, we like to say that that's kind of our target, that we're, we're, we're trying to make things as easy as possible 
but a lot of times it, it comes off like we're maybe making things a little more complex, you know, and I'll, I'll give you a good example. We just started doing farming, you know, which is, oh, everybody knows what farming is. You stake your LP tokens and you make money off of it. But I mean, it's, and there's, there's a lot of well-known and established um, ways to do that, but the way we're doing it is not like that. So, uh, you know, you, you go on to pancake or, or, or something, you can, uh, extract an LP token, you stake that LP token somewhere, and then you earn rewards off of it. But for us, we've really pushed the, the smart contracts. Uh, we've, we pushed our, our own experience with those in our own development know-how to, to the extent that we're able to basically do farming without staking now. So if you just provide liquidity to the pool, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to give up custody. And I think that that's that's a huge factor, you know, if you've got somebody new that's coming in, they don't know the risk of giving up custody of their LP tokens. They just see, oh, if I, if I stake it here, I make more money. And it's like, yeah, but you're, you're taking a, an AMM, a very complex and permanent loss style system. And then you're, you're taking that derivative and, and putting it into another more complex system. And though that's become the norm, I, I think that it just, it just it, it just ups the that user's exposure. So I like to say we're trying to simplify things um, by saying that you don't need to do that. You can you can farm without giving up custody of your token. Um, but messaging that properly is is extremely important, and that's probably the challenge that we're facing today. Again, I, I hear you uh, developing more advanced, more simple solutions. Uh, often makes them even more difficult to to talk about accurately because you're trying to keep, you're, you're trying to be accurate, um, but it's something new, it's something different, and so you know I I, I feel your pain. Um, so, is there anything else that uh, you'd like to talk about publicly? Any other message you'd like to to get out that you haven't yet had the opportunity to get out? Uh, you know, I think it's um, you know, I think that probably the, the one thing that I don't really talk about or that really doesn't come out too much publicly about us is we're, you know, we're we're definitely trying we're definitely trying to innovate and we're trying to do what's great for our community and for people that are trying to participate within this space. We're pushing, you know, cross-chain AMM style swaps. We're pushing uh, non-custody farming. Uh, we're pushing a lot of different things like that, but something else is uh, we're here or we're definitely here to stay. Our plan is uh, a lot of longevity and we're, we're very conservative when it comes to that. And we, we like to invest in our team and, and technology. And that is, that is our, our focus is we are, are going to be keeping an eye out, uh, in the industry and, and continue to evolve with the industry. And that should be expected. You know, uh, that's, I think sometimes that comes across as, oh, it's like, when is this going to come out? When is this going to come out? But in reality, it, there things get get slotted in constantly, and we're we're definitely gonna look for those and and capture those when we can and when, when we see them, just like this, you know, non custody farming. Well, I look forward to seeing what you guys do. I 
I would say never underestimate a genuine team who is passionate about what they're doing. And it seems like you guys are really genuine. I believe that you're going to be here for a long time. And really, there's not that many projects that I can say that about. So I look forward to uh, seeing what you guys do. And maybe we should have more conversations like this. We could we could do a, a DeFi series of videos. So thanks again for coming on the show. And hopefully we'll talk soon.